Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. I'm very pleased you're with us today. I'm the host, Charlie Wright, and today is December 18, 2014. And we have with us today Charlie Bolello of Pension Partners. He's Director of Research, and he speaks to us today from their west side of Manhattan offices in New York City. Charlie, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thanks, Charlie. It's great to be with you. So, Charlie, let's begin with telling us about yourself and Pension Partners and what it is you guys do and what we're going to hear about today. Sure. So, Pension Partners, uh, we're an asset management company based uh, in New York, and our real our focus is on tactical strategies, really managing risk in portfolios for investors to really mitigate that volatility, mitigate the emotional decision of investors selling when the markets are down, and how do you do that? You have to minimize volatility and get ahead of that by being defensive in advance. So we're a firm that's really based on that principle, thinking about risk management first and foremost, and then the returns will follow. Okay, My personal so, background is yeah. in asset management in, in various forms, and the credit markets and the equity markets and pretty much everything in between. I see here, Charlie, notice from your website that uh, you have a JD, an MBA, a CPA, you've worked at hedge funds, and you're a uh, chartered uh, market technician. So uh, you certainly have enough background and experience, uh, especially in uh, the marketplace, the financial markets, to uh, be able to talk about this. How long have you been with Pension Partners? I joined them uh, earlier this year. And, you know, I think, you know, the experience of being in markets is, is nothing you can learn in, in uh, you know, in university. So, you know, when I started out in this business almost 10 years ago, that's the real world uh, experience uh, that, that you get as an investor. So there's the difference between what you learn in theory and, and what's actually true in practice. Yeah, well, we have all learned that. So you're talking about uh, tactical investment strategies. Are you tactical in terms of just being in and out of the equities market, or are you also tactical in regards to sectors and sector rotation? So we have, we have two main strategies. Uh, the first one is really an absolute return strategy that's very different than what most people are used to. Uh, when most people think about asset allocation, they think of maintaining a mix of stocks and bonds. Some percentage, uh, the most common is a 60-40 portfolio of 60% stocks, 40% bonds. We take that idea and we take it to the extreme. And we say there are certain market conditions where it favors you to be in bonds and other market conditions where it really favors to be in, bo- in stocks. So we'll go 
100% in stocks in one week to 100% in bonds the next week based on the environment, based on the signals that we have to say, is this an environment where you want to take risk, then you should be in stocks, or is this an environment where you, you want to take less risk, then you should be in bonds. And all of this stems from the research that we do here uh, that we wrote about earlier in the year. Okay, so tell us a little about that research here, Charlie. Sure. The, the research was really on two market anomalies that we uncovered uh, that really were different than uh, the way a lot of people look at things. If I asked you what the most predictive sector in the market, the most important sector to look at, what, what would be your response or what is the most typical response to that? Well, I, I have read your paper, so I know what your response is. But in terms of most people, uh, people have all kinds of guesses there, because if people knew what the most predictive sector would be, uh, that sector would be overloaded all the time. One would think, yeah. So I think, I think most people you know, talk about the technology sector because it's exciting. Uh, they also talk a lot about the consumer sector uh, because it's what they know. Uh, but what almost no one is talking about or no one really looks at is the utility sector. Uh, and that's really what the first paper we wrote is about. And it's looking at the behavior of utilities, which is very different than any other sector. And the reason for that is utilities are really driven by different factors. They're not really driven by changes in the economy. They're driven by changes in interest rates. And interest rates are very important uh, for the direction of markets and for the risk appetite of market participants. So specifically, when utilities are outperforming the market, it tends to precede a period of higher volatility, and that's what we showed in the paper. And when utilities are underperforming, it tends to precede a better period for the market, a lower volatility period. So using that as a signal, we created a strategy that showed rotating between utilities and the market based on that signal. And when utilities are outperforming, it tends to precede higher volatility in the market, so you want to be in utilities, which are a lower beta sector. When they're underperforming, the opposite is true. You want to be in higher beta sectors. So well, that's that's the first paper that we talked about. And a second paper... But before we go into the second paper, Charlie, a couple of questions here. What, sure. what have you found to be the optimum time period for evaluating the performance of utilities? Right. That's a great question because we get that a lot. Uh, we're, you know, how focused should you be on the day-to-day -day movements or should you really be looking longer term or something in between? And what we found in, in our research and what we illustrated was that really the sweet spot for looking at the predictive power of utilities is about four weeks. So we looked at a rolling four-week period and used that as the indicator, saying when utilities are outperforming the market over the prior four weeks, that's telling you something. That's telling you something about the behavior of market that's, uh, that's changing. So you want to go fully into utilities or into defensive areas of the market when that's the case. And when the opposite is true, when utilities are underperforming over the prior four weeks, you want to go fully into higher beta areas of the market. And when you uh, talk about sorry, Charlie, when you talk about performance, when they're underperforming or overperforming, are you talking about total return? That's right. It, it's important, especially with the utility sector, uh, to look at total return because it's highly dependent on dividends more than so than any other sector. Uh, so the total return indices 
that, that we looked at are very different than the indices that people look at on a daily basis when you're looking at the Dow or the S&P. Those indices are not total returns, so it's very important from a signaling standpoint to incorporate uh, that additional component, the dividend component. Okay, so so in other words, to kind of summarize that, you look at the performance of the utility sector, and when it has, over the previous four weeks, outperformed the, the, the uh, analysis of total return, when it has outperformed the broader market, let's say the S&P 500, then you, it's more likely that um, the stocks will rise, correct? No, stocks will fall. It's more likely that volatility will rise, and volatility is the en- enemy of stock market return. Right, right, uh, okay. So you have a higher probability of a correction. It's an important point to say that not every time, though, that utilities are outperforming, you're going to have a correction or you're going to have volatility, higher volatility. It's just a probability, uh, and it's statistically significant uh, that we showed in the paper you know, it would lead to roughly 4% a year of annualized outperformance just by switching between the utilities sector and the market using this simple uh, signal. And it persisted decade by decade. We went back to the 1920s, and every single decade showed uh, this outperformance, which means the behavior of the utility sector has been a consistent predictor of that higher volatility in markets. And you say it's outperformed, what, the S&P 500 uh, by 4% per year, typically? Yeah, looking at a total market return, so something even broader than the S&P, roughly 4% a year. But importantly, and more importantly is what we say, is it, it did so, the strategy, with lower volatility than the market. So it's not just the end return, but it's how you get there. Right. You get significantly lower volatility because you're spending roughly half the time in the utility sector, which is a lower volatility, lower beta sector of the market. And how about drawdowns? Were drawdowns less with this also? Sure. Drawdowns were significantly less, uh, and you're going to show higher sharp ratios and Sortino ratios. So the, all of the risk-adjusted metrics are, are better than a buy-and-hold strategy of the market. Uh, and you know, importantly, again, you know, you say, how do you get there? And you get there by rotating out of the higher beta area, out, to, out of the market in advance of this period of higher volatility. So you're still going to lose money, most likely, in the utility sector when the market goes down. You're just going to lose less. And that losing less, that compounding over time during periods of market stress, adds up to the outperformance and the significant outperformance on a risk-adjusted basis. Okay. So this is very interesting. So this is uh, in a paper that you guys uh, created. Can people get a hold of that paper? Sure. They can go to the Social Science Research uh, Network. It's called an Intermarket Approach uh, to Beta Rotation. Uh, It won the uh, 2014 Dow Award from the Market Technicians Association, so you can also find it uh, on their site. Okay, and what, what, what is the site for the uh, social science uh, research uh, group? Yeah, that site is ssrn.com. ssrn.com, okay. And you can, that's, that's the main uh, place to find all of these economic and market-related papers. Okay. Um, 
Well, that's very interesting, Charlie. You guys are going to be are to be congratulated, and I, I presume that uh, you've been rather popular, uh, that you guys have been taking this on the road, and you've had lots of interviews about this over the past uh, months. We've we've done a number of uh, interviews and presentations uh, throughout the country on on both papers, and I think it's something very different than people uh, are used to uh, way of looking at uh, managing returns and just looking at utilities in general. Uh, there have been technicians in the past that have looked at utilities as somewhat of an indicator, but they never really quantified a strategy. So I think this was eye-opening to a lot of people who focused on other sectors like financials or transports or some other cyclical sectors as an indicator, and no one really was looking to the boring stodgy utility sector. Right. So I presume you guys now have a uh, strategy that you manage uh, that investors can get into that follows this particular strategy with utilities. That's that's correct. We launched uh, in uh, April of this year an equity fund uh, that's very similar to the strategy. Uh, it's using that utility signal as one input in the model. There are a few others. Uh, another one we wrote a second paper on. But the, the strategy we manage is a little bit different in that instead of just going 100% into utilities, we'll break that up and go into health care and consumer staples, the other defensive sectors as well, when we want to be in defensive mode. And when we want to be in cyclical mode and offensive mode, we go into the cyclical sectors like health care, like uh, financials, uh, information technology, industrials, energy, etc. Right. Well, that, that that is very interesting. Well, Charlie, hold right there, and uh, we'll be. Uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about your second strategy, and uh, and account uh, management here. We'll be right back with Charlie Bolello of Pension Partners. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. This is Charlie Wright, and we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to Charlie and his guest. Welcome back to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. We're talking today with Charlie Bolello of Pension Partners in New York City. And uh, Charlie has done some very, very interesting studies on uh, two particular sectors in the marketplace. And we talked uh, before about the utility sector and how it can be a predictive indicator of movement in the stock market. Charlie, uh, tell us about the second study that you've done and what it's about. Sure. The second study we looked at uh, was within the Treasury market. And we all talk about uh, bond investors as being the smart money, uh, right? And historically, you say that the bond investors, when they're doing things, they're doing things uh, with some kind of knowledge 
of some kind of predictive knowledge of the future. Uh, but how do you quantify that? What does that mean? And traditionally, investors would look at the yield curve and they'd say, well, when the yield curve is inverted, uh, that tends to precede uh, periods of economic weakness. Uh, the last nine recessions in the U.S. were all preceded by inverted yield curves. Uh, the difficulty with just using that strategy is there's a long lag between the yield curve inversion and the recession, number one. And number two is you can have periods of market stress without a recession, uh, as we saw in 1987, in 1998, and most recently in 2011. So what we thought about is taking the idea of the Treasury market, uh, the idea that the flattening of the curve tends to be uh, exhibiting contractionary behavior, but turn that into a more tactical uh, strategy for investors. So very simply, we created a simple rule, and similar to the utilities paper, it's, it's short-term focus. So it's saying over the prior month, if the 30-year Treasury bond, the longest duration bond you could find, is outperforming the 10-year Treasury bond, an intermediate-term bond, then that's an indication of contractionary behavior. And, and in that case, you want to go 100% into bonds. Now, we said if the opposite is true, if the 10-year Treasury bond is outperforming the 30-year, then you, it's signaling more expansionary behavior, and you want to go 100% into stocks. So very simple strategy, and again, similar to the utilities paper, you know, we're looking at the direction of interest rates. And, and, and in this case, it's the interest rates uh, within the Treasury market that are predictive. And the key behind this paper is the same as the utilities paper. It's when this behavior is going on, when long-duration treasuries, 30-year treasuries are outperforming intermediate-term treasuries, it tends to precede periods of higher volatility in the market, in the stock market. And when you have higher volatility in the stock market, you want to take less risk. You want to lower your beta. And in this paper, we showed the most extreme way you can do that is by going 100% into bonds, which tend to be negatively correlated during periods of stock market stress, which means they go up on average during the sharpest stock market declines. So, Charlie, let me ask a couple of questions here. First of all, when you're talking about outperformance again of these two different Treasury bonds, again, are you talking about total return outperformance or are you looking just at yield? That's right. Again, like the utilities paper, and, and even more more important here in the Treasury market, we're looking at total return. Uh, so not just price, which is what most people look at when they look at markets. You have to look at total return. So t taking that coupon into account on the 30-year and 10-year. Okay. And, and number two is the strategy designed to go 100% into the equities market and or 100% into treasuries? Or is there some way to go 50-50? Or sometimes do you go 75-25? Or any, have, you, have you tested that? Sure. Yeah. In the paper, we showed two versions, one an all-in, all-out version, 100% equities or 100% treasuries. But we recognize that that's not feasible for most investors. Most investors uh, hold a diversified portfolio of 60-40 or 70-30 uh, or some mix within there. And how can those investors apply this is 
we, what we showed in, in the paper is that when you have that same signal, when you have the 30-year outperforming the 10-year, you just want to shift your mix. You want to lower the percentage of stocks and increase the percentage of bonds. So instead of 60-40, you go to, let's say, 50-50 uh, stocks and bonds. And by doing so, that led to the same type of uh, improved risk-adjusted performance where you're lowering your volatility, you're lowering your uh, your exposure to stocks on average, which is helpful from a risk-adjusted basis. Now, you're not going to see the same type of outperformance as you would going 100% stocks or 100% bonds, but for investors who want to maintain that mix or a lower volatility portfolio, it's a more feasible way of looking at it. So in, in this uh, strategy, Charlie, can, can you tell us basically what percentage of the time are you in treasuries only? Sure. It, it worked out. You know, we tested it back to when 10-year and 30-year uh, data was available back to, in 1977, and it ended up being roughly 50-50. Uh, you know, using that signal, so 50% stocks and 50%. Uh, 50% of the time, you're 100% in stocks, and 50% of the time, you're 100% in bonds. Uh, and the strategy uh, rotated roughly every other month. So, for a, an investor who's managing this, you know, they could they could conceivably do six, on average, six trades a year and execute this, which is. Uh, not that frequent uh, for for a lot of investors. They can do it today at very little cost using uh, index funds right. such as at Vanguard or, or places like that. Yeah, that that that, that is fascinating. And uh, to your knowledge, are you the first ones to do this kind of study, or did you build on uh, studies that others had done? Other other studies have all really looked at the yield curve. To our knowledge, this is the first study that's looked at total return data of the Treasury market with, or within the Treasury market as a signal of increased volatility, and especially in short-term tactical time periods. Okay, and, and I presume, again, like with the utilities strategy, you have uh, an account, uh, a managed fund that uh, uses this uh, treasury, strat- uh, treasury strategy? That's right. That was that's the absolute return fund I was speaking about earlier, where we rotate 100% uh, in stocks or 100% in bonds, and looking at that on a weekly basis. So it's not that we rotate every week, but we look at this signal every week to say, do we want to be in stocks? Do we want to be in bonds? And two of the inputs that we're looking at are the utility sector and the relationship between the 30-year bond and the 10-year bond. I see. And so does this work better or worse in a choppy market, or are you looking for longer-term trends like uh, so many rotation uh, tactical strategies are doing? Sure. The the most difficult environment for the strategy is going to be more of a choppy uh, environment where the market can't make up its mind whether it's going to be in an expansionary or contractionary period. So if the signal is flipping, uh, so to speak, on a week-to-week basis where all of a sudden utilities are outperforming and then they're underperforming, they're going back and forth. Uh, so, yeah, you're looking for a period which most of the time you're not in that type of back-and-forth period. You're in a period of where it's trending either expansionary or contractionary. So like in 2008, for most of that period of time, you're in a contractionary period 
where uh, the yield curve you know, is, is ex- exhibiting contractionary behavior uh, and, and utilities and defensive areas of the market are outperforming. Now, you know, in 2009, 2010, we saw the opposite true, where you're seeing, uh, you know, expansionary behavior. So, uh, you know, it, it, can, it can work in various market environments, but the most difficult would be uh, where it's going back and forth. Yeah, and so uh, 2014 has been a challenging year uh, with uh, lots of back and forth, uh, choppiness. Uh, uh, how have you guys weathered all of that choppiness in these two strategies? Right in the in the in the equity beta rotation strategy, it's 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 been a good year for the strategy because you've had uh, the defensive sectors uh, really do well and, and persist. Uh, so when we have that signal to be defensive. Uh, they've done well. What we haven't seen this year is the uh, broad stock market react in the way it usually does to the defensive behavior. So uh, for investors looking at it historically, this is a very unusual year in that you have uh, this defensive behavior with utilities outperforming. Uh, It's the number one sector, number two sector on the year where you have a 30-year Treasury yield bond outperforming the 10-year Treasury bond pretty much the entire year, but we have only seen these very brief periods of market stress. Um, So I think that's most absolute return funds are struggling with that relationship saying, well, the market yet hasn't respected these kind of historical uh, relationships, and we'll see in 2015 if that changes. Uh, It's likely to, in my view. Yeah, it's been a challenge for everyone. Charlie, a couple of questions before we go here. Um, first of all, what keeps you awake at night in regards to your strategies? What keeps me awake? Well, any any money manager uh, who's managing a, a, a quantitative strategy like us, which is really process-oriented, is just worried that the environment uh, that you're in is the period where, you know, it's the model, so to speak, is not is not working. That what people say. So what we showed in the paper is that the beta rotation strategy, the rotating between utilities and the market, it outperformed in roughly eighty percent of rolling three-year time periods. So eighty percent of the time, if you look back over the past three years, it's outperforming the market and by a good margin. Now that seems like a substantial uh, number, but if you're in the period where you have 20% of the time and you're underperforming the market, most investors are going to abandon that strategy. So I think the most difficult thing to do for any uh, manager of money and even people managing their own money is to stick with the strategy uh, in the period where it's underperforming or in the period where uh, it's quote-unquote not working. And the only way for investors really to compound their wealth over time is to stick with a process, stick with the strategy, and stick with their goals over time. You're right, Charlie. Those kinds of things can keep us all awake at night, and it is uh, very, very challenging. Uh, the last question for you here, Charlie. Uh, what book would you recommend on investing for our listeners? You know, I think there's a lot of books uh, you know, that people talk about with investing. I found a number to be to be useful. I think more than a book, if you're if you're somewhat versed uh, in the investment world, uh, I think looking at Warren Buffett's uh, annual letter, the Berkshire letter that you can find online, would be a really good, valuable read 
for people who are interested in investing. I think from a sentiment standpoint, I think it's also important for people to understand that things can get out of hand at times and to, that they need to control their emotions. And I think from that standpoint, uh, one of my favorite books there is Irrational Exuberance, uh, getting the updated edition by Robert Schiller. And he put out the first edition in 1999, of course, before the stock market uh, bubble, and the second edition, I think, in 2006, before the housing bubble. So just reading about how people's emotions uh, led them to making bad decisions in those period of times, and I think that's more than anything else for investors, is limiting those bad behaviors that we all have uh, as human beings. Limiting those at the worst time is the best thing you can do. So really not not chasing a bubble uh, when it's in an extended stage or not panicking uh, after a market crash. Uh, limiting those behaviors by learning historically what, what, you know, what has happened uh, can be very helpful. Charlie, great advice, however, as, as anything with the markets uh, challenging to apply here. So, Charlie, how do people get a hold of you or someone at Pension Partners? Sure, you can find us uh, on our website, uh, www.pensionpartners.com. We write a blog there uh, that's pretty well received. You can find some of my writings on Yahoo Finance. Uh, my colleague writes uh, for Market Watch. Uh, so that's really the best way to keep track of us. Okay, very good. So any final uh, advice or direction for our, our listeners before we sign off here, Charlie? You know, what I, t- what I tell people when they ask me for one piece of advice is to just really stick with an asset, broad, a- diversified asset allocation process, uh, and don't let the short-term swings in the market sway you from that. Uh, that's really the most detrimental thing most investors do is being reactive uh, instead of just continuing with their plan. Uh, and, you know, there's no holy grail in markets. Uh, people like to think there are. It's all about just being consistent, taking the appropriate risk for your risk tolerance and sticking with it and understanding that the market, short-term market swings are just going to happen. Well, Charlie, thank you very much. And uh, certainly what we've experienced over the last few days, uh, given the drop in oil prices and the impact on the market, it would bear out what you just said, no question about it. So we've been talking with Charlie Bolello of Pension Partners here on Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. Very pleased you've joined us today, and we look forward to uh, our next session. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. 